Hey babe, welcome to the show. My name is Devani. I have my master of social work and I've been in the mental health field for about five years. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology-based mindset strategies and emotional wellness tools that will help you start showing up more authentically, start taking consistent, confident action in your life, and start creating your life by design. Let's dig in. Okay. Hello. Thank you so much for being here with me, Dr. Catherine. So excited that you're here. Oh, this is going to be so good. This is just going to be so good. It's already been good. Just us catching up. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about you? Okay. So I am Dr. Catherine McAleese and I'm, let's, let's get the accent out of the way first. <laughs> I'm from Northern Ireland, uh, but I did live in the States for a few years uh, uh, where I did grad school. And so if, if there's any twangs that come in that you're like, that doesn't sound very Irish, that would be why. Uh, so my background is as a marriage and family therapist and uh, latterly as a sociologist. Uh, and for the last decade, I've been out here in the online space uh, doing live seminars as well, but doing online uh, trainings and classes and now mastermind and all of that jazz, uh, helping women, predominantly female entrepreneurs, uh, female leaders, uh, to live with a bigger vision, bolder faith and braver actions. So that's sort of the the, the umbrella term for what I do. Uh, and I'm really super passionate about helping women in particular, to understand that you don't exist in a bubble. You don't live in a bubble. You weren't created in a bubble. You know, that there are factors that impact who you are and how you navigate this world that are not your responsibility per se. You know, they're conditioning that you've been given and such what. And, and why I'm so passionate about that is because it really helps people lower shame uh, you know, when, when they, they understand that actually it's not that I suck, you know, there are things that have been put in my path. Absolutely. It's like building that understanding of what else is at play here. And that it's not just something that I've done wrong necessarily, or that I've done in general, but that there are other things at play. And then as we grow in that understanding, right, then we can take, you know, be more self-compassionate, but then also take more action in like a more self-aware way. Totally, totally. So what we're going to be talking about today is faith and limiting beliefs, because I think there are so many like resources, tools, podcast episodes, articles, all of the things, right. That talk about limiting beliefs, but I think a lot of them take on this kind of new agey university perspective. And so what we want to do today is just really dig in to that, what that intersection looks like. Like, what does it mean to really look at, to understand limiting beliefs in a way that's really aligned with our faith? So I'm super yeah. excited <laughs> to talk with Dr. Catherine about this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what came to mind? Because when I was like, you know, I was praying for this and going, God, you know, what what do you want me to share? And the funny thing was that what what came out in the the first things that came out in my notes were, you know, Moses going, here I am, God send Aaron. You know, Barak going, well, I'll go if Deborah goes too. You know, Isaiah sort of going, oh, I'm a man of unclean, like, woe to me. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I'm in, I'm in it, like, surrounded by people with unclean lips, you know. And, and all these people, so this is the first thing that came to mind when I was preparing for today, was like, 
there's so many people in the Bible that had limiting beliefs, you know, ultimately that were like, but I can't do that. I don't have that skill. Like I'm not big enough, old enough, authoritative enough. You know, I'm, I'm not man enough, you know, like I'm a woman that, you know, there's all these people that have all these beliefs and they're not, they're not any different than what I face with, with my clients today. And I'm sure you're talking to people about all the time that I'm not enough, you know, or I don't know enough. I, I haven't learned enough. I don't have enough titles. You know, I'm too young. I, you know, all these things, all I don't, I don't know how to do technology. I don't know social media, all these barriers that we put up when God, you know, sort of nudges us in a particular direction, right? And, you know, hey, let's go to Jonah. What did Jonah do? You know, he he got up and went, all right, but he went in the opposite direction, you know? That we, we're not unique when we face the, the beliefs that we are not enough, that we don't know enough, or maybe that we're not worthy. You know, who am I? That's a huge to, one. Right. Yes. You know, that, that, the idea of our worth or, or here's another kicker. What will other people say? You know, and do you know what? There's, there's so much of this. I mean, I'll maybe just rattle through them. If you, if, if you're happy for me to, that, you know, each of these limiting beliefs, we see them time and time again in the Bible. And we also see, <clears throat> excuse me, what God has to say to us when we feel that. You know, I've forgotten how many times it is that in the Bible, it's like, do not be afraid, be courageous. It's like, why would he feel the need to say that so many times? Exactly. Because we're all wusses. When it comes down to it, we're all like bricking it. You know, if you're doing anything that's going to push you out of what's already familiar and comfortable, by definition, you know, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel scared. Unless you go, actually, do you know what? Is this, is it, is it my pay grade to work out the finer details of this? Or am I going to kick that one upstairs to someone with a far better pay grade than me? Yes. Right. And and that's what it comes back to is so much of the time we are so focused on us and we lose sight of God, you know? So when I'm coaching folks, I mean, obviously I work with a lot of people that, that don't have my worldview. And so it's, you know, I'm going to still tell you that Jesus loves you. Like, I'm still going to tell you that God created you, dreamt you up in love, created you with purpose and craves relationship with you, right? You know, your worth is intrinsic. So this idea of not being enough is, is a lie, whether, you know, you want to say it's from yourself, from your sinful nature or from the enemy of your soul, wherever you want to place the responsibility for that. If you feel like you're not enough, you know, I want to start from the place of going, your worth was never up for grabs. Like you are precious. You are loved. You are unique. You know, I, your parents may have told you you were an accident. Uh, you were never an accident. They might've been accidental parents. You were never an accident. You know, you were, so <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, you were so put good. here. It's not your responsibility who jumped into bed together. Right. You know, but you're here because God decided this would be a great time in history for you to be here with the gifts that he gave you to use to as a blessing to you, but also that others will be blessed through you. 
So, you know, and this is not about, oh my gosh, this means everybody must be a seven-figure earner in the online world or they're like failing. Like that's nonsense. I loathe and detest that that narrative. It's not like, it's just, no, stop that. Sit down and shh, 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 right? Yes, <laughs> to that. You know, you have gifts, but your gifts might be, might be so much bigger than seven figures, right? Your gift might be that you take notice of someone and, and, you know, you say hello to them as you pass them in the street on a regular basis or, or when they come into your store on a regular basis or when they serve you, you know, in the checkout and you notice that person, you speak to them and you are a chink of light in a very dark world, right? You yeah. don't know this side of eternity, what, what you are capable of. You do not know the impact you're already having. And you sure as heck, if you're looking at yourself and going, not very, it doesn't look very promising, right? You're not going to see what God has in store for you. But but God never intended that you would be the one leading the charge, right? You right. know, the Bible is full of, uh, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh-huh. Who's, who's the guide in that scenario, right? The yeah. Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still, right? You know, I mean, we're going right back to Exodus for crying out loud. It's it's not about you needing to have the answers. You were never yeah. supposed to, you know, in you were my, never supposed to do this alone. In my Bible reading this morning, um, a verse came up that was talking about having faith on what is unseen and on yes. eternal reward, eternal glory. Right. And I love that you're just what you're sharing about. Like, we don't, we won't probably like, we won't see all of the eternal work. We don't know what impact we're making necessarily. Sometimes we'll see a little glimpse of it, but it's like, we have no idea what the eternal reward is. And so really focusing on like, I don't even need to know what that is, but know that I'm walking daily in what he has for me. Absolutely. And there's that, you know, that, that idea of, you know, some of us we're, we're planting, we're not necessarily getting to see the harvest. You look at how God worked. I mean, look, look through the Old Testament and look at how, well, look anywhere in the Bible, frankly, and look at the promises that God makes. God is true to his promises. You know, his word stands firm. We can stand on the promises of God. But you look at some of the promises that were given to folks like Abraham and that, you know, the fulfillment of those pro- of those promises, it was multi-generational, you know, and unfortunately in the world we're in now, oh my gosh, it is so much about instant gratification, never mind what am I doing in this generation, but we've lost that sense of legacy. Now, whether you want to put part of that, you know, in our individualism or how you want to conceptualize that, uh, you know, have at it how you like, but you know, one of the things that we don't talk about enough is your multi-generational legacy, you know? And so it's not just about you. So when you have a limiting belief that you are not enough, for example, that that's focused on you, right? You, you know, you, yeah. you need to lift your eyes a wee touch. You know? It's so interesting. Well, and that's, I think there's two parts of that too, to go a little deeper into that is like, yeah. you're focusing on you rather than who you're here to impact. Yes. And you're also focusing on you rather than God and rather mm-hmm. than how he sees you, how he's loving you, what he has for you, right? We're focusing on ourselves. That's it. You know, and we're called like repeatedly to walk by faith, not by sight. And, and the difficulty is we're in a world that walks by sight. Yes. You know, we're surrounded by people who are walking by sight. 
but we are we are called for so much more we are called for so much more do you know do you know what I love about the like noises that I know both of us have been hearing behind us oh my gosh this we God has something powerful to do through this if there's this much noise coming at both of us I'm just right yeah So Dr. Catherine's dog had an issue that I already will have edited out. And then my neighbor just dropped something and then cursed. And then my other neighbor just come out and was yelling at her dog. So I 100% am with you. 100% with you. This episode is obviously needed. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I absolutely, I feel too, like, I, I love that you brought up that concept of like our, our culture in general is so run by what we see. Like if you can't see the rewards of it, it's not bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. And then also the instant gratification is so huge. Like we are physically, our brains are evolving, right. To have shorter attention spans. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, especially as we'll just, you know, assume that women leaders and women business owners are listening to this that it's like, if we don't see the fruit, then we start to question, well, am I do something right? Am I doing something wrong? Am I not capable? Am I not qualified? We get into this, this like flurry of questioning everything. And so I love that you're almost giving that, you know, that action step of like, you need to just take a breath and just refocus on what is God calling me to do? And am I being obedient to that rather than looking for the immediate fruit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the harvesting may not be your job, you know, in this season with this, what, what, what God has put on your heart, the dreams that are on your heart right now, the skills that you have, you know, the people around you, all of that stuff, you, you know, it, it may not be for you to see the fruits of that. You know, you may be a planter in, in this particular moment, in this particular season, you know, and, and like, none of us are perfect at that. I mean, even just now, you know, someone has come to mind that I'm like, ah, you haven't done a great job on that one. Yeah. There was definitely room for improvement on that, you know? Um, so it's, but again, it's not about you, right. You know, your job is to show up for the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord, you know, and that's where we lose track, right. You know, we're sort of like, you know, stand back God, I've got it all under control. Yeah. And, and God's like, right. Yeah. Sure you and do. Total transparency. I was telling Dr. Catherine, and I don't know if you've listened to the previous episode, if you guys are listening now, but I did a whole social media hiatus and came to this point where I feel like I had been pushing a lot of what I wanted. Right. And so I got to this point where now I'm pivoting and asking God these questions of like, what do you want me to do? Because what doing is not what you have for me right now. Repivoting and asking those questions. Like, what do you have for me? And I'm reading through, I went through Deuteronomy this morning and it was so interesting because exactly what you're mentioning, you know, God is giving them guidance and he's like, okay, so go through this area of land and just let them know that you're just paying. And then you're going to go to this area. And then, you know, you're actually going to overtake them and you're going to take right. Like he knows he has the steps. And like you said, like the battle is his, but so often, especially as high achieving women, we want to do it all. We need to have the whole plan. We need to do all of it. Right. But also when you think about it as well, and I absolutely agree with you when, when look at how we're socialized, look at how we're brought up as women in this culture, 
you know, and I'm, I'm going to say this as, as if we're both in the same culture, because there are similarities yeah. <laughs> a lot. Uh, <clears throat> but when when you think about how women are brought up now and, and what we're supposed to be able to do, you know, and how we're supposed to manage and, and not just take responsibility for our lives, but also emotionally caretake the family around us, you know, that we are we are held responsible for whether husband, you know, boyfriend, whatever is is happy you know there's there's these weird things in culture where responsibility is placed at an extra level where expectation is placed at an extra level at the same time as extra barriers being put in the way of women when they want to step into what god has has put uh you know on their hearts right um so so we're in this really weird place where the society is not helping us Frankly, the church is not always helping us. Let me just be really blunt on that one. <laughs> I'll not go into that, but let's just say, you know, there's humans in the church, right? You know, we we don't suddenly get in there and we're all Jesus Jr. You know, we're still human. We're still, you know, working out our sanctification, right? And the, the difficulty for us is, we're in an independent society, right? Where it's seen as weak to depend, where we're somehow not supposed to lean on anyone. We're supposed to, you know, do everything like being self-made and all this sort of nonsense. Like that's not even a thing, right? Catch yourself on, catch yourself on, you know, like tell me how you self-made yourself, you know, when you were a child, you know, like, come on. Come yeah. on, catch yourself on. It's no, sorry. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> you know, so it is a discipline for all of us. And I'm right there with you. You know, God has gifted us with drive, gifted us with passions, gifted us with brains and ability and you know, a vision, right? God gave us that stuff, but we were meant to do it walking in step with the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, not trying to charge on ahead or you know sort of get right I'll come back to you later God when everything goes pear-shaped you know and, and I think that's a, a big struggle for us sometimes in a in an instant gratification in a fast-paced you know hustle hustle world yeah. to to make like Jesus and and take more time away you know to take yeah. the time solitary with God seeking God's face and going all right what do you have for me and I know I have a lot of room for improvement on that one you know to to just take that ease with God and go all right you know what like I have all these plans for my life but it's you who determines my steps you know and sorry (laughs) yeah yeah it's taking that step back and i think being humble enough to say that like being humble enough to recognize that and to allow that to happen rather than like white knuckling and holding on for dear life to what we want it to look like totally and i yeah. think as well you you know you're also having to uh sort of turn down the, the noise of other people and their expectations and about 18 months ago now um you know, I really felt God sort of having me pull back from some of the online, uh, you know, courses, uh, big, big courses, you know, very fancy, uh, well-known, very successful people sort of jazz. And I was in this environment and 
you know, for me, I was looking at it and going, I don't agree with this. And that doesn't, you know, you're presenting that as if everybody has the same privilege uh, as you. And that's not true. And you're looking at these people as if they're individuals, you know, that that exist in a vacuum. And that's not true. That's not the full picture. And what I was seeing was people who who couldn't fit that model were being shamed, you know, not not explicitly, but it was there. The yeah. net effect was shame. And, and, and I really felt God pulling me back and going, no, you need to detox from this stuff. You know, yes, there were things like there was, you know, there was some of the technical stuff you needed to learn. But but now you need to you need to pull back and you need to remember who you are and, you know, what you're here for. Um, and and I've, I've literally described it as a detox for the last 18 months. But it does mean turning down the noise and, and turning down the comparisonitis. Right. Yeah. You know, where we're so aware of what other people say, oh, you should be doing that. And hey, if you want to run an online business, you must be doing this. Mm-hmm. Must I? Well, maybe in your template, but. Mm. Yeah. And there's also a culture, I think, too, of and this is what I feel like I've been moving through. So I'm really glad that you brought this up is just. It's just the idea of like how it has to be done, what it has to look like. Right. And then if you're not doing it that way and it's like, I get it, you know, it's helpful to learn from other people, but at the same time, like there are absolutely seasons. And I feel like I've been going through this of just slowing down, spending time away from what everyone else is doing, not looking at other coaches, not doing what other people are doing right? To be able to really like tune in to what God is calling you to do. Absolutely. And I think as well, that having the faith that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that you can do that, actually, you know, that God's got you. Even, even when you transgress all the laws of online business, you know, that God Absolutely. is not a way for you, that it's God who makes the way, not you. And, and for me, this is one of the icks I had with, with some of the online, uh, you know, vibe is like that, you know, you just manifest everything. And I'm like, uh, mm, no, that makes you gods. And, and I'm not okay with that. Yes, absolutely. Your energy does matter, you know, and yeah, God give us that yeah. energy. <laughs> um, but, but in terms where, where I get icky about it is like that it puts you in the place of God and, and there's a lack of humility in that, 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 I'm yes. that concerns me, but, but also if you then can't manifest that thing, right. If it's mm-hmm. not happening for you, mm-hmm. that turns into shame. And I've seen too many people who feel like they cannot do it. Like they are not enough. Like there's something wrong with them. And I'm like, maybe there's something wrong with the system. 100%. Right. Maybe. Yes. So maybe it's not actually you. Maybe this is a jacked up system, and and you're not the freak, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe you're the healthy one who is reacting to something unhealthy, and maybe this is a stirring that God is like, hey, let's do this a different way. I have a different yeah. path for you. Let That's me right. lead you. Beside yeah. was it beside still waters? What? Yeah. What? Not I got totally. I got so I got caught up in that a little bit when I first entered into the coaching world and yes. right like even as a believer and things weren't happening and it was exactly what you're referring to. It's like, well, I must be doing something wrong. 
I must be doing something wrong to where this isn't happening. And then God, you know, came in and he's like, whoa, no, no. Like this is not what you be doing. This is not for you now. You're trying to make it happen. That's not what I have for you. But mm-hmm. like, it's like this process of it doesn't happen. And then you feel like you're doing wrong and the shame that comes with that. And it's like, no, like <laughs> we're not meant to do that. Meant to do that. Like you said, it's way too attached. And I think it's such a balance. It's such a balance of we have these, he gives us a vision. We create the vol, the, the goals, the goals. We're taking action. However, we are still not super attached, like be attached enough to be taking action. What's my next step? You're being obedient, but you're not so attached to it that it's like, you know, I, do you get what I'm saying? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's not your mission. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. not it's not your it, I mean I keep, I talk about it in terms of your, your pay grade. It's not your pay grade. You know, if we yeah. were talking about it in terms of like people coming to know the Lord, you know, your responsibility is not to save them. That's the Holy Spirit's job, right? It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you are not God. That's not your role in this, but your role is to show up, you know. That's that's the dealio, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. God does the miracles, you know. It's not about your ability; it's about your availability. And I think I we get that. so tripped up, don't we? And, you know, yeah. in, in worrying about our ability and our insecurities and the places that we've been hurt and the words that have damaged us that have been spoken over us, and you know that stuff can really get in the way of us pressing into what God has for us mm-hmm. you know, because we're so wrapped up in I don't want to fail you you yeah. know yeah and, and and ultimately that's fear so we still have some more learning to do around God's love right Absolutely. and and you know that I think it's uh, I, I don't want to digress too much but you know if you look in the, the parable of the talents part of the part of what happens to that third servant who goes and hides the talent it's a it's a misunderstanding of who who is giving them that talent you know like god god doesn't expect us to manage our talents perfectly like he knows what he's getting into you know what i mean like god is not surprised at all by any of our screw-ups right like that's it's yeah. not a shocker <laughs> like yeah. You know, and it's, I think recentering on, and we can go into, I think this is a perfect segue to like maybe some practical steps or action steps, next steps for women right now. Um, it's totally, I totally just brain farted. I just lost it. So let's just segue. (laughs) Let's just, we're human, right? Let's just segue into action steps. Uh, Oh, recentering on what am I being called to do? Not that you need to do it perfectly. It's that shift of like, you don't need to do it perfectly. You don't need, right. Focusing less on yourself and more on what is God calling me to do right now? How can I serve and show up right now? And focusing on the person you're serving, what you're being called to do and knowing, and just reminding yourself constantly, I don't need to do it perfectly. Like I'm not called to do that. No, no, absolutely. It's, I mean, if you like the, so it was second, second Corinthians 12, nine, you know, that my grace is sufficient, that God's power is made perfect in weakness, you know? So if anything, like take heart, you know, like that's, 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 
where you're at. So I, I had a couple of things that I had lined out in terms of, of um, action steps. And it maybe sounds a bit of a weird one, but I'm obsessed with the power of words, right? And throughout the Bible, you know, from let there be light to it is finished all the way through to, yes, I'm coming soon at the end of Revelation. You know, words are kind of a big deal. You know, they have creative and destructive powers. We know the power of life and death is in the tongue. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, we have all these really rich verses that speak to the power of our words. You know, in, in James, it describes the tongue like a rudder on a ship, you know, this tiny thing, but it steers the course. And we need to really pay attention to what is coming out of our mouths, right? That one of the ways that we speak death over our purpose and our goals and our our faith you know to in god's ability to provide for us for example is is the nonsense that we let out of our lips right and the way your brain works what comes out of your mouth your ears are hearing it that brain of yours will do its darndest to make a reality out of whatever you feed it so the thoughts that you allow to land and that you chew over and churn on the words that come out of your mouth, those are all super, super important because they are informing your brain what to pay attention to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and, and what to show you more of because what you focus on increases. And part of that is your reticular activating system, right? And your brain, that filter, right? That, yes. you know, if, if you go looking, I always talk about in terms of a car, right? When you go to looking to buy a car and there's a particular type of car that you've been thinking of, and then everywhere you go, magically that car appears. Well, that's your reticular activating system, your RAS. It, it's the filter in your brain. So it's why it's not just believe, uh, seeing is believing, but believing is seeing. Mm-hmm. So it is super important. What, and you know, obviously that goes back to your thoughts as well, but sometimes it's just easier to catch what's coming out of your mouth, yes. right? So the first yeah. step is what are you actually saying? What are those phrases that you use about yourself? Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I could never do that, right? Those sorts of flippant things that you put out, maybe it's a self-defense mechanism, maybe just out of habit. You don't even really hear but your brain does, right? Absolutely. Those so starting to identify, starting catch- just to be, just to be more aware. Yeah. Catching them, just starting to be more aware. And you may even be thinking right now, like, I don't say anything like that, but just start to notice, start just to notice. notice. Yes. Yeah. Imagine one of us on your shoulder. Trust me, you will start to notice more. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, so it's, it is that thing of like, catch yourself in that first. That That's a really good first step. Yes. And your next step, turn off the flow, right? Changing your thoughts will take a bit more effort. That's fine. You know, don't worry. You, you <laughs> we can help you with that. Not a problem. But, you know, the, the first off, before you start replacing those lies, those, you know, small uh, narrow stories with fuller understandings of who you are and who you were created to be at least start turning off the flow shut the front door if you've got nothing nice to say say nothing as your mother probably taught you right it's you know at least don't say something you know crummy about yourself right start there it's an active defiance against that little you know nudge that little gremlin that wants you to put yourself down. And it's an act of faith in terms of going, you know what, I might not feel good about myself, but this is what God's word says about me. I might not yet 
really truly understand what it means to be a daughter of the king. But that's truth. I'm going to take that to the bank. So I'm not going to say anything that is going to be shown up as a lie in, in light of that. Yes. You know, and I love that it's, it's remembering to, it's so interesting. I'm listening to an audio by, I think he's a doctor, Dr. Russ Harris, all about acceptance and commitment therapy, which is so fascinating. And, and something that he was mentioning in, in there is just this idea of like, if you try to just refute, right, this negative thought, if you just try to refute it and say the opposite, your brain is still going to say to yourself, like, I don't, I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe you. What you've been telling me this one thing for 30, 40 years. I don't believe that. Right. So a more, I love that you're saying you don't necessarily need to say like, oh my gosh, no, I'm perfect. I'm so capable. I'm so all these things. Right. But more so just becoming aware of it and then saying, I might not yet believe this, but this is who God says I am. This is what God says about me, about this. And just stating that truth and even acknowledging, I might not believe this yet, you know, but, but this is what he says about me. Right. So it's like, we don't need to just hop over into, you know, perfect unicorn and rainbow land, but more so acknowledging it. And then just saying, this is what he says about me. And just continuing to remind yourself of that. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I was hundred percent because, you know, it's not about being delusional. You know, if you hate yourself, the idea of saying, oh, I'm awesome. You know, everybody loves me. Firstly, you know, it's not true because it doesn't matter how awesome you are. Not everybody's going to love you. Right. So, you know, it's not about being delusional, you know, but it is about going. And I like to open space for curiosity and go, what if? You know, mm. so those friends that love me, those friends that say I'm really smart, those friends that say I'm funny, those friends that say that I'm kind, what if they're right? What do they see that I don't currently see? And get that. curious, go looking for that. You know, I mean, assuming yeah. your friends are not all liars and not all dreadful people who are, you know, just out to mock you and that you would know, be yeah. a whole nother episode that we could talk about. Right. right? <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, assuming that your friends are nice people, right. Assuming that they tell you the truth, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, assuming you have somebody around you who, who is a truthful person that you think is a decent person, whatever, you know, you can start by using their perspective, even if your own is really, really uh, not serving you right now and, and really yeah. not aligned with who God says you are. So, yeah. so that's, a, that's one big thing. The other thing I wanted to share was, you know, like we've talked about social media and that, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's in, uh, Philippians for it, you know, we're exhorted to focus on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, all those things. Right. You know, we're in, in a social media world and we're in a time where there is a lot of stress. There's a lot of tough things going on in the world right now. I'm sure you've all noticed. And, you know, it's very easy to get focused on bickering or, you know, aggro or, you know, to, to spiral down. But we are exhorted to be really careful about what we focus on. You know, whether that is the news, whether that is your social media feed, whether that's who you let into your circle, you know, you, you, you have the right, the ability, and I would say the responsibility 
to pay attention. And I think too, even, even like influencers, right? So even people who maybe positively influence you, but sometimes you catch yourself doing the comparison game. Absolutely. Reflect on that. Maybe we need to take some space. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're coming off, you know, I, I listen, listen to how you feel, you know, as well, pay attention. If you're coming away from social media or, or that TV show or whatever, and you're feeling drained, you're feeling like you're not enough. You're feeling like there's something wrong with you. Maybe, maybe for this season, you know, it might not be forever, but maybe right now, that's not what you need. Yeah. Right. Maybe that just, just for now, like I say, it doesn't necessarily mean forever, Mm -hmm. but exercise discernment, you know, especially right now. I think that's a huge piece too, is just being willing to what, what is right for me in this season, just because you're feeling called to do something right now does not mean, right. So say that you're called to take some time off social media, limit that, unfollow a ton of people. That doesn't mean that you never have to have contact with them. It's for a season. Like yeah. what is going to help my well being right now? What's going to allow me to stand in my purpose really fully right now? What are the habits practices? Right. And I love that it's being so intentional with like, we are called to really focus intentionally and like, why would God tell us to do that? Unless he knew that we were so easily going to focus on all the stuff that is stressful and draining. And that's the world that we live in. There is so much content information, you know, everywhere and being so intentional with that. That's such, so huge. I love that step. I love that. So, I mean, that's, that's quite a lot of homework. <laughs> that you is. Know, honestly, I, 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 you know, that those were the big things. I was like, you know what, that, that feels like for this, this moment, this is super important. You know, we're, we're here for a very short period of time. You know, we're all hurtling towards eternity as my, my father likes to say. <laughs> and, you know, we don't, we don't have time for fiddle faffing about, you know, we need yeah. to be taking time to check in time with God, you know, to focus on what actually matters and to step forward in that light, you know, um, God leading the charge and us just yeah, you know, following where he leads as opposed to, you know, trying to drag God after us. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? And then I have like a closing out question that I would love to ask, but I wanted to give you the floor for a minute first. No, I think, I think okay. we're good. Okay. Awesome. So I would love to ask you the question. What does it mean to you to live a wholehearted, authentic life. If you had to answer in just a couple of sentences. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just to close us out. I feel like that'll be a nice way to close us out. (laughs) That's a nice, easy one. Wholehearted, authentic life. Yeah, that is feeling joy in the Lord, knowing that you're doing what, what you were put here to do. Like yeah. if it, you know that that idea of uh, I, I come back to the unforced rhythms of grace, you know the Matthew yeah. eleven twenty eight to thirty in, in the message translation it talks about the unforced rhythms of grace, and and that 
that you know that you are using your gifts and that you know you are where the Lord has put you. It might not be easy, but you know that you're in, in the right place. And that pace, like that's, there's, there's no, there's nothing that tops that. It's, I mean, it's pretty wild adventure, right? You know, but for me, that the times where I feel most wholehearted and authentic, it's, yeah, I'm winging it. Absolutely winging it. And, yeah. and I know that God's got me, you know, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for letting me put you on the spot for a minute. I appreciate it. <laughs> so where can people find you? What exciting things do you have coming up? Okay. So, uh, the best place to find me is drcatherine.com. So that's D-R. Uh, brace yourself for the spelling of Catherine. Autocorrect hates it. Uh, so K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E.com. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the drcatherine.com, you'll find there's uh, opt-ins and all sorts of stuff there. Uh, what I have coming up uh, so I have a new mastermind uh, coming up in January, uh, which I'm super excited about. So that's for uh, female coaches and leaders. Uh, I'm going to be really helping uh, you guys not only understand yourselves in context and the, the various systems and pieces of the puzzle that nobody bothers to teach you when they're teaching you like you exist in a bubble. Uh, so we're going to go big on that also because then that's going to inform your practice going forward. So I'm mega pumped for the mastermind coming up in January. Uh, and I'm also going to be starting, uh, I have a few places, uh, literally a handful of places that I'm also going to open up for one-to-one uh, work with me. Awesome. So yeah, which I love. So, yeah. <laughs> so I will put all of the links down in the show notes so you guys can connect with Dr. Catherine. And thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Did you love this episode? If you answered yes to that, I would so appreciate if you headed down and left a rating and a review. That would mean so much to me. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for spending your time here and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.